Welcome to What's New Today at OFA. This podcast comes to you from the participants of the Film and Media Program at Options for All San Diego. The Film and Media Program introduces participants with physical and developmental disabilities to all of the various aspects of filmmaking. What's New Today at OFA is a variety show podcast featuring exciting segments produced by Options for All students. And now, what's new today at OFA? Welcome to this special episode of What's New Today at OFA, the podcast where we talk about the exciting things happening at the Options for All Film and Media Studio. My name is Chris Wirtz, the studio manager at the San Diego studio, and I will be your host for today. We are live in San Diego to talk about the latest film titled Futures, and it's currently airing on Cox. I have the writing team with us here today. Just want to introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is Manuel, and I'm part of the media program. I teach script writing. And I am also uh, Jordan O'Neill. I, I, was, uh, I was the head writer for the script for Futures. Great. It's great to have you guys here. Um, Jordan, question for you. Can you tell us what Futures is about? Well, it's, a, um, it's kind of a funny story, kind of a dramedy about a guy, a businessman who on New Year's Eve um, loses his luggage. He travels for business and the airport loses his luggage. And he has um, the luggage is really important for him to finish a presentation, and the only way he can get out of the trouble is by um, calling someone who used, who he used to work with, who's also his ex-girlfriend, and they haven't seen each other for a year, and she's not very happy when he calls her on New Year's Eve to ask for her help. And throughout the special, we sort of see them um, work out their differences and wonder you know, will they or won't they get back together? And that's basically what it's about. Okay. And um, how does that tie into the title then? Well, we originally, we went through um, several titles, but we originally, um, one of the students came up with it because they said, why don't they be a company that works on um, futures contracts? We didn't originally, uh, we didn't end up using that in the film, but I think the, um, the title is perfect because it takes place on New Year's and it's about the future and it's about the future of these two characters and you sort of wonder what their future is going to be like. So I think it's a perfect title. Sounds great. And um, how did you come up with that story? Cox basically came up with, the, with a set, of, a list of um, criteria for the film to be. It had to deal with luggage and it had to take place in an office, and there had to be a number of at least two characters. So there were some challenging moments in that, but in the end, that's how we came up with it, and then we sort of built the story around that. Okay, awesome. And uh, for Manuel, can you describe the writing process? Yeah, uh, I think it was, uh, it was short, that's for sure. Uh, it, was, it was a really, really nice process because uh, we were doing other projects uh, throughout the semester. And thanks to the future project, we were able to kind of grow as a group because that we had a single objective which coming out with this script 
in the shortest time possible. And then we, we did it. And I think that it gave great confidence to a lot of students to actually speak up and, and give suggestions. So that was just great. Uh, and it, I don't know, I, I think that it was, it was a blessing in disguise because I was a really, I'm not going to say irritated, but I was a little bit worried about uh, the amount of time that we had to do this process. But I thought it was, uh, I don't know, it surpassed my expectations. So it was a really wonderful project. I was worried too, because you know, most films, they take a long time to do, and we only had a few months to get the, to get this um, thing done by the holidays. And we started talking about it in the summer. So I thought everybody was crazy thinking that some, something could be done in that amount of time, but we ended up doing it and it, it's great now. So yeah, you guys got it done. And so you had a number of students working, like contributing, correct? Do you know how many, how many exactly? Yeah, we had about eight, eight. And sometimes we would actually have uh, guest writers. So it was just, it was just a wonderful process. And they were, since it wasn't a personal project, people were like more invested and they can make suggestions. So that was something that worked to our advantage throughout the shoot and throughout the, the process. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I think everybody got to be involved in some way. So I think that that is something to be, be proud of, that everybody got to be involved in the project because that's what Options for All is about. So. It's a great point, Jordan. And I've, I mean, had the pleasure of like walking in on some of the classes when you guys were preparing for it. And I love seeing just like, you know, how it was working and, and the, the process that you guys went through. And uh, for Jordan, what were some memorable moments in the writer's room for Futures? I think, I think the memorable moments were just um, uh, sort of, sort of laughing about, you know, trying to, trying to develop the story but also trying to keep it within the confines of, of what we had to do. You know, we, we still had to, where, wherever the story went, we always had to think about how the luggage was going to, to play uh, uh, in, into it. And, and I remember saying, but we still have to think about the, the stupid luggage, you know. <laughs> and, and, um, and someone said, you know, is the luggage still important? And I said, yes, because that's the whole idea. So <laughs> there the always had to be um, the luggage. And then we came up with the idea to originally have Minerva the cat. And then they didn't want to work with cats because they're so hard to work with. So the cat became a fish and all, all that sort of stuff. So there were a lot of memorable moments of just trying to like I said, have the story, but keep it within the confines of what it was supposed to be. So I think that in the end, that ended up working well. <laughs> and as a head writer and having the team, I know Manuel was there like working on it with you, but did you feel like that was a challenge trying to keep, you know, you mentioned the team kind of uh, forgetting about the luggage being a central piece. Did you feel like it was your responsibility to that was a challenge to continuously bring them back to the point of the in in, in some ways yes yeah we were they um they were pretty uh focused about that but we just always had to tell them what what the essential um part of it would be and so. i think also the great thing about this is the students got an opportunity to kind of break the rules because we did break them and that's always appreciated because they told us that we were gonna have only two characters, so we ended up with four characters. And I don't know, there's certain ways where you can go around certain things, and that was fun. I think that 
also motivated the students to whether we have a voiceover as opposed to just seeing the person. So there's things that, that I don't know, I think it gave them a broader vision of what are some of the elements you can play with the story. And I, I don't know, just uh, the, the translation from script to screen, that was another thing that, that definitely like changed. So I don't know, it was a wonderful mixture of, of things. Like one thing is to read a script, the other thing is to kind of kind of shoot it. So I don't know, I, I think it was a very interesting pro process for all of us. I think it was a good ex uh, learning experience for everyone because we all, we all got to read for it. We all got to um, play the parts. Um, our, our acting teacher here ended up actually um, getting the role and he was actually the first person to read for it when we did our first read through. So that was interesting. And I think that everybody got to have the experience of, of you know, when we were preparing for it, reading the roles. And then, of course, we all got in the end, we all got to uh, see how it turned out. So I think that was exciting for everyone. Did you get a chance to get any of it on camera before you actually went through the process of shooting it? You mean rehearsals or yeah, things like that? Yeah, anything like that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that Nathaniel and Shannon uh, did a couple of their rehearsals on their own. But do you have any memorable moments that you can think of from the writers' room specifically? Uh, there's several, but of course, my mind is going to go somewhere else. Uh, but I no, I, I think just. For me, the biggest takeaway from that was just uh, that I thought that, uh, I don't know, the rules seemed like very restrictive, but after a while, they were very kind of, uh, you knew where you were going from. And I think the students, uh, a lot of the students that weren't participating in before, uh, they started talking and they started getting really involved. So those are the things that I actually take away from this process because I, I got to listen, what are some of the things that they like and dislike? And they actually were able to speak out more uh, as opposed to when they were writing their own projects because sometimes it feels like it's something more personal that you don't actually want to share. And I think even if it started with being like, why do we have to focus on the luggage? It kind of, I mean, we kind of took it seriously and not as serious all the time. So I kind of opened out all of the students and I share those moments because students that had never spoken in the class, maybe they would write something, but they would actually start speaking. So. Those, those are the most memorable moments for me. Uh, I can say other memorable moments, but not about that. But it, it, it was just, uh, it was looking back at it, even though it's, well, it's been a year now, but it's, it's been a very good experience for me. And then just real quick, um, biggest challenge faced when writing the script? <laughs> well, I, I think that um, when I, there was a time when I uh, wrote like, um, like just just um, wrote one scene, the the scene with the phone call between Jesse and Tony, and um, I sort of sent the script to to um, Pedro and Alex, not really knowing if the dialogue was going to be all right. But I was just uh, I just you know kind of kind of worked it out in my brain, and um, um, I think it did end up. Um, changing somewhat in the final um, project, but it was, you know, it was just that's part of the collaboration is um, to come up with something and then asking everyone else if if they think it's all right. But I think um, we were able to agree on a lot of things. So thank you, Jordan. Thank you both. 
Um, thanks everyone, we will be taking a short break and when we come back we will be welcoming two students working behind the scenes to make the film happen on set. At Uplift for All, we do filmmaking, we do podcasting, editing projects on a documentary. It means something when you're writing something that you know will eventually be seen by the public and say, this is what I did and I'm proud of it. Welcome to What's New Today at OFA, the variety show podcast produced by Options for All Students. We have Spotify and YouTube. I was the camera operator on the feature film, Caravan Boys, Mark. Vanny, today is a pretty exciting day for you, Miko. I got a first-hand experience on being able to do this sort of type of film with our professional studios. And I feel like I'm being recognized for my abilities. I'm not nervous, Mom. I'm confident. I was one of the animators who did the stop motion sand project video. Like I never really heard about a sand stop motion animation like this. Klein has screened at the Museum of Photographic Arts and has won several film festival awards. Drawings to Ponder is the first animated short film completed by the Options for All Studios. We were the official live stream partner for San Diego Pride and we had three teams covering the entire event. I'm ready for, you know, whatever is going to come and I'm more prepared for the next future projects I'm going to do. I'm the head writer on the project Lost Luggage. Lost Luggage is a TV special that's going to air on Cox. And, uh, currently working on Inclusive. It's a podcast that's completely produced by the students. It's an opportunity for them to talk about issues that maybe don't get a lot of attention. Being someone who's on the spectrum and being able to consistently work and show that someone of my talents can still work on the field and many others, that's been my goal, make sure that we can get everyone's voice out and get the word out as much as we can. I never had that opportunity when I was working. I was doing media, but nothing like I've done here. Welcome back to What's New Today at OFA. My name is Chris Wirtz and we are here with two new guests from our studio. Could you quickly introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Tori Wilson. Hello, my name is Matthew Gaines. I was the um, producing sound engineer and a VO for Gerald and Futures. And what was your role on that? I set? was um, the boom operating um, for all the filming days that we had done. Great, well, we appreciate you guys being here. Um, first question for you, Matt, is, um, so what was it like running sound? And, and what does that mean on a set, okay. what is running sound? Running sound means is you take wherever you're located as the sound mixer and basically talk with the cast, Umark operator, directors, and cinematography areas, see what area of sound is more accepted in this in the scene okay so basically like positioning like the boom for me but also the wiring the setup how the connection is and basically monitoring the levels of the mics so just like making sure that everybody can be heard and yeah, that, that and everything's working the, correctly yeah yes. working correctly in the appropriate spot great and um uh how did that apply or, or what was that like working on the set of Futures? Was this your first opportunity to work on an actual set? Yes, that was my first opportunity. I volunteered very quickly when I found, this, found out this was happening. 
thing is, it was hard my first day because everything was not working at all. We were missing some equipment. The weather was screwing up everything. And then when we finally try to shoot one good scene, it starts to rain. So the entire day was ruined. Plus, I was helping with um, wardrobe for like clothing. And then it basically got, took forever because we couldn't find the right shirt. So basically, everything took a long while. But eventually, you did get everything up and running, right? And things yes. like kind of flowed a little bit more smoothly thereafter. Yeah, like I think the second day, st stuff was finally started to go a little bit more faster. But on the third, fourth day, for me, it was like so smooth because we got used to the environment, used to the cast, used to the directors, used to the cinematography. It was like very quick after that. And how long have you been in our program here at uh, Austin? This is my fifth semester. I started in December 2020, and I graduated January 19th, 2023. I'm sorry about that. And then uh, for you, Tori, how, how long have you been in the um, program? This has been um, my two years here. I'm also graduating this year um, on January 19th. And was this your first um, position on set as a boom operator? Yes. Okay, so like naturally, like the both of you, uh, I know COVID kind of put some wrenches yeah. into the <laughs> practical experience. So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's COVID. understandable why like what you were doing in the classroom yes. had to work out some kinks there in, in actuality. And so as a boom operator, what, what is a boom operator and what was that like um, so the boom operator is a person who either has a boom mic or a boom pole and their job is to have it where, um, like my colleague has said, it's more catching the sound with it all mics and also um, not being in the camera's frame. It's all about communication between camera and audio. And so you're the person, like, you're holding Yes, thing. I'll be holding it um, more so like this and making sure it's not in the frame. How long at a, a single given time would you have to hold that for? Um, I would say a good... Um, I would have to hold it for the whole entire set. Um, so it was a good three, four hours holding. Without putting it down? <laughs> Unless we had like little breaks, but just imagine Still yourself over the, course of time, yeah. over the course of it for those many days, you're just holding the boom mic or the boom pole, depending on what you're using. Yeah, and I heard you were, what, carrying babies yeah. around to prepare for it, lifting <laughs> um, little children? I actually had gone to my work um, before set for a um, practice with the boom operating. Um, if you don't know, I do work at SeaWorld. Um, I'm currently taking those little tickets and scanning them into our phones. Um, so that day I didn't have to start program hours until four. So I took my roommate slash brother, my mom, her neighbor and her granddaughter. And I basically just carried her around the park until I had to go. That helped prep you. Yeah. Like the muscles. <laughs> yeah, for the moment. And then the other days, um, after school programs, I would just go down to our fitness court and just do little upper arm strengths workout and then go back home. See? Not everybody knows all the preparation that it takes to, to make yourself physically ready for that. So, Matt, for you, um, what was a memorable moment for you while on the set? For okay, features? for me, it's a lot of memorable moments for 
but mostly is, I think it was on a Wednesday, I believe it was Wednesday, we had like some like almost falling moments off the stairs, I think it was on Wednesday. You almost fell? No, um, boom mic operator here almost fell. Kind of, kind of, because we were all, always stuck on the, you know, the stairs we go on the oh, yeah, outside of a building. Yes. Okay. So basically, we had a shooter scene that was on like the stairs on the outside of the building, and it was such a tight squeeze. We all had to make sure we don't get in frame. So it was like very like over the edge, basically. Okay. And it was a uh, tight spot. And what about for you? What was your most memorable moment? Um, I. Th- I think that would be um, more of an experiential um, memorable moment as far as this is my first actual short film that we're working on as a program, which I think is brilliant. Um, I just wish I was more here more than what I would really hope for because of COVID and stuff. Um, but um, it was really fun. I think I'll take that as a memorable moment of having the real experience in the actual film industry um, of doing the boom operating because it takes a lot of practice. Um, I've only gotten maybe a couple of days or so with actual practice um, holding the boom operate, the um, boom pole. So I know how it is versus here, here's a boom pole and have fun. Yeah, you got to actually practically see how that is applied onto a real set which um i guess the last question here in the last segment we were kind of talking a little bit with manuel and and jordan about just it being a learning experience which you know this whole program that's what it's about so what have you learned from that experience of working on the set and we can start with you tori um i have learned that it takes um dedication for the filmmakers um and also also communication through um, the camera side and the sound. Because if you are a boom operator like I was for X amount of days, could be even longer than six or a week, you're constantly asking them, are you, am I in frame? Which means, does the camera see the boom mic or the pole? Okay. And it was super fun. And Matt, how about you? What, what, um, what did you learn? My learning experience is a little bit more difficult since I had to work with multiple departments. It was me trying to do everything in the beginning, but then when I got more into it, I found out how to work with, with my own department and boom, to communicate with the other departments way more easier than I first did. That's my first learning experience. Second of all, is the communication with me and my teammate right here during the whole production because... To be, have a very good audio team, you have to know each other very well before you have clashes in the audio. Yeah, so just your experience being here for the last four semesters together has definitely yeah. helped you guys gel a little bit more yeah. on the actual set. Um, was there anything else you guys wanted to say? I mean, I know your, your time here is wrapping up. Is there anything uh, you wanted to... Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. The last thing I want to say is... Have a nice day. <laughs> All right, you as well. Tori, anything from you? Um, like I said before, this program has um, shown young adults what they can do. Um, and it has been a real experience to work on a first 
short film in this short time I've been here. Yeah, and it's been uh, for me a pleasure working with both of you guys and seeing you all um, grow and then hopefully move on to your, your, the next stage of your lives. Yeah. So thank you again, everyone. We will be taking one more break afterwards. We will come back and welcome the actors and directors of our film, Futures. Welcome back to What's New Today at OFA. My name is Chris Wirtz, and we are here on our final panel of the day. Let's welcome our guests. Just want to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Nathaniel. I'm the lead instructor of Options for All. I uh, teach acting, directing, and producing, uh, and I was also uh, Tony in Futures. Uh, my name is Jordan Jacobo. I'm a writer, director, actor, and I played Mr. Pena in Futures. My name is Manuel, and I'm the director of the film. Okay, it's nice to have you guys all here. Um, First question is, I know you guys haven't really worked a lot together before this, so can you kind of describe what was the dynamic like working with the cast and crew on set? Yeah, I thought, uh, honestly, the dynamic was great, um, especially considering this is the first film that we made since pandemic. You know, we were stuck online for a long time. This was a lot of our students' first time ever on set, but everyone really seemed to immediately get directly involved in you know what they were doing uh, really going at it full force um i felt like you know the cast we got along really great uh jordan and shannon and i would have you know we would be rapping in the middle of takes and things like that just you know it felt like everyone had a great sense of camaraderie right jordan do you have anything to add uh yeah i mean pretty much what nathaniel said it was uh you know it was good working with he and shannon uh during the shoot but even before working on the characters uh, we very quickly developed the rapport, and um, and and we were able to sort of use that rapport to develop uh, our characters' uh, relationship. And uh, working with Manuel was great because, <clears throat> as a director, he doesn't hover or micromanage. He's not a helicopter mom. Um, he he pretty much gave us a lot of leeway, and and every now and then he would give us sort of guidance. So he was always there to sort of push us in the right direction. But you never. Um, you weren't overbearing at all, which was very nice. It's a nice change. <laughs> and well, your experience, dynamic, cast and crew? I think it was a great balance. Uh, I mean, we, we had like the major production. The first day we had a lot of students. <laughs> By the end, <laughs> there's only four of us. But I think we got both of, uh, it was just, the excitement in the students was just great. I mean, this sounds like a postcard, but I, but I sincerely mean it. Like the students were stoked about it. They wanted to do their best and that inspires you. Uh, to do or to try to do your best. So I don't know. Uh, I think it was, I mean, the two years in the pandemic were kind of hard because it was, everything was like theory. <laughs> and now they actually got their hands dirty. Uh, so I, I love that. Uh, it was just a wonderful experience. Awesome. And I know there was a, another uh, star of the show, Shannon. She's unable to be here today, but you and Shannon kind of played well with each other. Um, can you uh, let me know what was it like rehearsing with Shannon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shannon and I, um, I felt like, yeah, from the beginning we got along very well. Um, and because we were, uh, we had so many scenes together apart from Mr. Pena, we decided it was probably good to just rehearse on our own. So we scheduled, um, I think, two separate um, rehearsals, just the two of us coming either here or 
um, outside somewhere. Um, and I felt like we had a great rapport of trying to not just, you know, learn our lines, but, you know, really talking through our characters, really talking about, you know, well, you know, why do you think my character says this line? And, you know, trying to figure out what our history was. We, um, in fact, uh, we together came up with a lot of lines that weren't in the script that we just, you know, thought that, I feel like based on what we've discussed, this would be here. And we talked with Manuel, with Jordan, and tried to get some of those added in. And um, so I thought it was a really great rehearsal process that allowed us to, you know, build the characters um, more than just what was written. I, I know you've had quite a bit of acting experience. You've acted in plays, almost went to see one of them once. <laughs> uh, so personally, how did you prepare for the character that you were assigned? Well, um, aside from uh, working out for two months for a shirtless scene that got cut, <laughs> um, I, I really like to focus on knowing really my character's like objectives, my destinations, where I'm trying to go. And I don't, I don't want to focus too hard on knowing exactly how I'm going to say something because I want to be able to play off of what my scene partner does. And so um, pretty much in every scene, I, you know, I would act it out slightly differently based on, you know, a, a slight, you know, difference in what, you know, Jordan would say or, anything like that. And, um, and so I kind of very much left it open as far as um, how it worked until I knew, you know, what I was receiving from them so I could respond more, you know, realistically in the moment. And uh, for, for you, Jordan, um, this was your first production here at the OFA uh, Film and Media Studios. Everybody else kind of had in some way an opportunity to know each other, to work with each other, but you were kind of, you know, brought in. So what was your experience like as a first timer here on one of the productions? Well, I should say, even though I'd never worked on an Options for All production, I was actually, a few months prior, I, I was actually made aware of the organization because I, a friend of mine invited me to a, um, a fundraiser. And uh, they played a video that was so moving. And I said, I, I, I want to work with this organization because it was just, I really enjoyed the mission, you know? Um, so when an opportunity uh, came up to, to audition for it, I did, and thankfully I, I got the role, and it did not disappoint. I, I have to tell you, I was, I felt as moved on set as I did um, that night at the fundraiser when I saw uh, the video of how the organization has, has affected people and touched their lives and helped them develop uh, as people and as artists. And so for me, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it really was just a pleasure to work on. It's amazing. We love hearing that. <laughs> um, and then how about, uh, was there anything that surprised you in a positive way based on the experience? Uh, yeah, I have to say, <clears throat> once I got on set, I was surprised and pleased with how on top of their roles, everyone, everyone was, you know, uh, because, you know, the, the director would call for certain things and then people would snap to it and, and, and they'd stay they do what they were supposed to do, but they, there also was very little goofing off behind, you know, mm -hmm. behind the scenes. And I've been on other sets, and I've run some other sets, and um, I mean, we've all seen time wasted, and, and we've all seen people sort of not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But on this one, I, I was just, I was so impressed by how on the ball everybody was. Um, it was impressive to see, and, and it's nice to see that everyone not only is taking the craft seriously, um, but that those efforts 
uh, went into um, what I think was a very successful um, few days on set. Great. I mean, like hearing that too. I mean, it's a testament <laughs> to like just the students' focus and their desire to learn not only in the classes, but then also translate that into the real experiences, but also the instructors to kind of setting the tone and preparing them adequately for what to expect and to be on it. So appreciate that. And then uh, for Manuel, were there any changes that you didn't expect to happen, but happened, but it, it kind of led to um, the stronger film as a result? Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a couple of things we, we wanted to deal a little bit with the, uh, with fantasy or at least where the character wanted to be. And uh, we actually tried a couple of things uh, at the first place, uh, per first location that we got. And they didn't work at all. It was just horrible. But, uh, but I kept that idea in mind, patting myself on the back. And then we, did, we tried to do it uh, in the new location when we got the office. Uh, so that, I think that came out pretty good. I, I, I feel really comfortable about how we transported that into that. And just, just the, there's a different type of hat that you need to wear when you're writing something as opposed to when you're directing it. So I think that was, it, it kind of opened my eyes and I, I don't know, it, it was just a wonderful experience to see how you, you needed to make it work and just to teach that to the students that, okay, you're having an issue, but come up with another way of solving that issue. And I don't know, th there's something about just being on set that gives you a different vibe and you're just happy to be there. And I think it translated with the rest of the students. They were just like, they're doing something. Even uh, I don't want to disregard TA, but even if you're carrying cables, you're you're like being part of something of, of a community, and I, I think that's what the company stands for. So I was happy. Agreed. <laughs> hey, they love it, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think we've heard actually both Jordan and Manuel have kind of talked about the students. And Nathaniel, you've worked here for quite some time and have directly involved with them. What was your experience, I guess, taking a step back of just how they did, how well they were prepared, and just your, your overall thoughts on the way things went as it regard to them and their skills? Yeah, I think that um, the students, I was very pleasantly surprised by how, how able they were to really just get their work done, um, considering how little on-set experience, you know, they were able to... Um, really use the skills that they had learned from online classes and incorporate them very well. I thought that um, everyone seemed to be very professional on set. Everyone, like everyone that was on set, I would give a strong recommendation um, for them to continue working on set in other places because they, they really impressed me. Awesome. And then uh, I guess for Manuel, Nathaniel, what can you tell us about the next film that is set to be produced here. Yeah, so um, we've just started working on a next semester short film. It's um, the, I guess the prompt I gave uh, to the students was that it needed to be something that uh, showed a scene in two different ways, whether that's through a flashback, you know, time travel, various perspectives, something like that. Um, and so we had a pitch meeting a couple weeks ago and the idea that we came up with was an interview with a serial killer. Um, okay. inspired by like Silence of the Lambs and uh, Zodiac and some films like that. Um, and so from there, uh, Manuel has been working with uh, a team of students to be the story team and actually write out what's going on. Yeah, and we're, right now we're just pitching ideas about how, how do we go about that? How, do, how, do we, how can we be subtle? Uh, and those types of things. Right now we're, we're thinking about having four people that actually are the core team for that story. And then uh, 
like I said before, visiting uh, screenwriters or visiting people that can just pitch ideas because I think sometimes uh, it can get stale if it's just the same person and somebody can just throw a monkey wrench. Uh, it could deflate everything, but at the same time, it could also elevate the, the material. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what it looks like to move a film through the studio. I mean, like this last one we kind of mentioned before, this Futures was very much rushed. I mean, it got done, but go ahead. But I, but I do think that it was very helpful what uh, Jordan said about them like having uh, this shorthand with each other because I, sometimes I would suggest things, oh, why don't you try this or we need this? And it wasn't like we, we didn't have much time for them like, okay, let me think about it. It was just them like being on their feet. And I really appreciate both of you just, just playing with it and it was just I don't know I didn't have to worry about that it was more about like uh, the logistics and I don't know it was it was just something that uh, when you don't have something to worry about it just helps so much so yeah uh, thank you guys Jordan we always have productions coming through so I don't know could you see yourself coming back to OFA and being on another one well I gotta say this the concept that you pitched sounds fascinating to me all right you you're know? the serial killer yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it I really I want to I want to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, explore new characters, and that sounds fascinating. And I mean, what's more interesting than, than playing a serial killer? So I'm I'm your guy. <laughs> and you know, I work for Peanuts, so yeah, I'm all set. Oh, that's all we can afford. So. Well, there you go. It's a perfect match, I think. All right. Well, um, awesome. It's great having all of you guys here on the set. Um, look forward to continuing the work that we do together. Um, thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having us. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank everyone for joining or turning into our special episode of What's New Today at OFA. We want to thank the students for working behind the scenes who made the live stream possible. And thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to What's New Today at OFA. To learn more about the film and media program at Options for All, please visit optionsforall.org. And remember, you have options too.